This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's 5 o'clock on the most listened to sports talk show for your ride home. What? what? It is time for the Falcons Report. Guns it. Caught. Touchdown Atlanta in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. You shall not pass. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report. Oh, my heaven. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report is brought to you by Jack Daniels. Make it count. Jack Daniels. Please drink responsibly. And sponsored by MD Anderson Cancer Center on Dukes and Bell. We are Dukes and Bell. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man, it is good to have you listening. Lots of stuff going on today. Quinn Snyder stopped by the show at uh, around four, a little bit after four o'clock, and we talked to Coach about this new gig for him, uh, the Hawks, where we go, the star, and Trey Young, and what it means. You're going to get a chance to hear it coming up in the six o'clock hour um, because it was really good stuff. And, and Mike, you said it. I, you like this hire. It, it feels good. Um, and, and whether you believe in this synergy, okay, that they have between right. Landry Fields and Kyle Korver and now the new coach in Quinn Snyder, I think it does feel good. And does that translate to more wins? What's it mean as we move forward? I don't know. We just got to sit back and see how this plays out. But he will be on the bench tomorrow. Right. And I know that uh, we kind of got uh, a nice I, – I think I, we're feeling it just hearing what he had to say in the introductory press conference or conversation. I got to imagine in that locker room where the Nate message has gone completely stale and uh, for obvious reasons they had to move on. I just wish – got to be honest. I wish they could have facilitated this about a month or so ago earlier. But he'll get a chance to evaluate. He'll work with the other coaches. It is, you know, as we said, it's a little unprecedented, as we mentioned on Friday, but – I think this thing could be really could be popping. There's a couple of teams that are going the wrong way right now in the Eastern Conference. The Miami Heat, yeah, who just beat the Nets. That's a huge win over the Nets. Knicks are hot. I don't know if you're going to catch the Knicks, but maybe somebody falls out and the and the Knicks get up to the five and we get to six. That'd be something. It would be. And uh, the journey for Quinn, you know, starts tomorrow for Coach Quinn and and uh, this team. But listen, two wins over the weekend. We'll talk more about it coming up. Jason Longshore is going to join us. At 40 after the hour, what a win by Atlanta United this weekend. And we're going to talk with Jason all about it, um, how it shook out. Listen, San Jose probably should have won the match, plain and simple. But that's why it's never over until it's over. Oh, it was incredible. <laughs> two Galazzos, two. And, and then, you know, we, we walk out of the building with the dub. So, well, Jason, uh, we'll talk to Jason Longshore coming up and more Hawks conversation on the way. Let's talk NFL draft. Before we do, we got to mention this because it is a big story, and that is that the uh, commanders have released Carson Wentz. The Eagles mm. drafted him. They made him their franchise quarterback. They paid him accordingly. Right. And then they traded him to the Colts. And it didn't work with Frank Reich, who who testified for him, Mike. He co-signed for yeah. him. Hey, I want him. We can, we can change him. We can do better. It didn't work. And now with the commanders, he's been released. Um, as one of our listeners said, and I said, I told you guys this wasn't going to work. Listen, the deal behind Carson Wentz, whether you want to believe it or not, is he's not a leader. 
That's not coming from one locker room. That's coming from all three. Right. Philadelphia, that's where it first emerged. There was a real gap, and a lot of players did not respect him in that locker room. And he, this, this guy was on an MVP track before he broke his leg. And obviously, the rest is history. As Foles takes him to the Super Bowl, he's never the same dude. So Ben was like, uh, I said, I told you guys this, you know, that this wasn't going to work. But more importantly, Wentz, to me, has become a, a second-rate kind of quarterback where he'll get another shot. But he's not going to be starting for anybody. You know what's interesting? Albert Breer, Carl, did the breakdown on the money. Initially, it was a four-year, $128 million extension, which was eye-popping. Remember at the time of the Eagles? It's base value over six years. Folding two years, the rookie deal was about $154 million. Commodores, you, uh, commanders, and the Commodores, too. Commanders cut him loose. Bottom line, he still made has made $105 million from those three teams. Still guaranteed money. Yeah. Yeah, over the three years. But Ben was like, I think the cap management is a little bit more nuanced than that. Here's the deal, Ben, with the cap. Teams keep who they want, and you don't get rid of quarterbacks who can play. That's the league. That's the NFL. This is not hard. It's why a Marcus Mariota decision is looming for our Falcons when we can save money and probably either draft or go in the free agent market and bring in a veteran quarterback to back up Desmond Ritter if that's what they're going to do. But this is not hard. Like, if you can play, quarterbacks are not getting released and let go. No. So the Wentz situation, as you said, kind of bouncing around now. He'll be one of those guys, if he decides to keep playing, wearing a baseball hat right on the sideline. That's going to be it. A couple guys said, would you bring him here? No. No. I need, a, I need a guy, an Andy Dalton-level type guy yes. to back if we're going to roll with Ritter. That's how I feel. Unless we get something that falls into our lap and getting one of these quarterbacks, which everyone likes in the, in the first round. Yeah. Well, and the reason is, guys, because, God forbid, knock on wood, and this is all assuming that Ritter is our starter, if he goes down, Mike, you don't want to lose the momentum of putting in another young guy. Right. You want somebody that's been there, done that, and at least has some experience. Listen, Garoppolo's going to get a job somewhere. Derek Carr, he's going to get a job. All these quarterbacks we're talking about as free agency plays out. But I'm with you. That's the kind of guy that I would want to go get. Now, the draft is right around the corner. Combine is this week. We're going to be talking a lot about the combine, by the way, tomorrow on the Steakhouse. Mm -hmm. Terry Fontenot is going to stop by at 1040. He will be on with Steak tomorrow talking about the Combine and the goals at the Combine. So it's the first time, Mike, we'll get a chance to hear from our general manager. Again, for Falcon fans, we will not hear from our head coach and Arthur Smith. Now, he did speak on the website, Falcons' website, falcons.com, talking, we just mentioned Desmond Ritter. Uh, basically, future is bright and uh, kind of indicating that they're gonna, we're going to be rolling with Ritter, as we just alluded to. Yeah. But, yeah, I just this is the year. It just It's funny because – I, I don't know if the, is the combine getting devalued because not everybody's working out. They're saving that for their pro day at their local school. Obviously, like the Georgia pro day will be massive. But uh, a lot of coaches are bailing on this, so I guess the personnel guys will do a little bit more of the evaluations. And I don't know, does it matter to the fan out there listening if you hear Arthur talking because he's going to play his cards close to the vest anyway. So I don't know, maybe I, I, on second glance, maybe we're not missing anything because he's not going to tell, oh, my God, I love so-and-so. You're not going to get that from him at the combine. You remember the The year. ratings aren't even close. They are the number one show in the city. Thank you, Steak. Thank you, Steak. Um, do you remember when Quinn and Mitchell weren't on the same page at the Combine? Do you guys remember yes. this? They and, literally did the old day. It was like a Laurel and Hardy and, routine. And, and one of them had said that they were going to release a player, and then, then the other was like, we're not, well, we haven't released him yet. And we were like, wait a minute, is he released or not? And there was a lot of backpedaling. Right. But, but here's the deal with, with Coach Art not speaking. Um, the vision of the offseason is the front office and the general manager. But the coach has to be involved in that. And, Mike, you're st- he's still involved in picking these players. It's not like Art's in a room and he goes, go ahead, get whoever you want. I'll coach him up. He's still involved. So, yeah, I want to hear from him. But I-, I do get that a lot of these teams want to put their general managers in front of the mic 
and say, this is your time. The season, when we have Coach Art on every week and we're talking football, that's his time of the year. And again, guys, go to the Falcons' website for the full quotes, but he says we're not naming any starters right now. Lots of things can happen. They're of course certainly he's not. excited about Dez. And he says no different than we are about Tyler Algier and Drake London, improvements they're making, et cetera. But, yeah, I mean, free agency first. Still, that will affect, I would imagine, some degree what you're going to do in the draft. But this is still the draft where I want as much, as a fan, I want as much information. So hopefully Stake will get it out of Fontenot with, and, and find out. I want you to know, know I will. I want to know what we're doing because this is the year where everything can change for the better. All right. So the Bears have already been approached. Imagine tens that. and tens of thousands of people. This is true. Please take stop. <laughs> he's, he's right about this. Uh, have already been approached by multiple teams about trading the number one overall pick. So if you don't know this, Texans have the second overall pick. They should have been first, but they won that last game of the season. It put them second. Colts at four. Okay. We're talking about teams that need quarterbacks. Raiders at seven. Now you're going to say, well, we don't need one. Didn't you just hear what Mike said, Dukes? I did. But the notion around the league is nobody knows if we're completely sold on this. It's the same thing Art just said about I'm not going to name any starters. Of course he's not. Because if we make a move like this – or a move, period. What if we move up a couple of spots to go get, oh, I don't know, Mike, Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Name your guy. This is why this is intriguing. So the Bears, Mike, they're going to get picks back. The Panthers also pick behind us. They're ninth. A lot of people think the, the Panthers could be the team to maybe move up and go get their guy. My biggest uh, the, the thing, the scenario that I like, and we've talked about this, and again, I can't imagine – that Jalen Carter would ever get to like four or five, but then you're not. Would you do it? Then, because I just think then you're not dealing with as much of the labor pains as you are going all the way to one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and you can still get it done. I love that. So you say like three quarterbacks yeah. go and yeah. Carter's at four. Bingo. Go get him. Everybody's QB, and then again, you get to like fourth pick. You know, because the Colts. Uh, yeah, the only thing that's interesting is what are the Arizona Cardinals going to do? Because they they're, they're stuck now. Their quarterback's not going to play until halfway through the season. And they Kyler got, Murray. They got to build. They got to build. But in they the got trenches. Guys. Correct. And the Texans and the Bears. Now, the Bears, that's what's so interesting. The Bears can play poker with this all preseason or pre-draft because they hold the key. If you really love Jalen Carter, let's make a deal. They're even shopping. Remember the rumor that came out the other day about shopping fields? Yeah. But that gives you more options to do everything. It's crazy because, again, if I'm the Bears, this this is what I do, Mike. I'm doing exactly what they're doing. I'm not... I'm not trading Justin Fields to draft a quarterback and go through the rigmarole of finding out whether a guy can play. I am going to trade the pick, move, and, 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 and acquire picks, but that's the way you build. I, I just think this whole thing that, you know, the, the whole Ryan Poles is going to trade Justin Fields, I don't believe it. I don't buy it. I don't think and for one second they're going to do that because the smarter play is what they're trying to do right now. And what if the Panthers give up, you know, three first, two future first, right. they switch picks, they give up a couple of seconds. All of a sudden now, the Bears are in position to – you could have a bunch of guys having an immediate impact. Right. And, again, guys, it all depended on the free agency plan. If we spent a lot of time the last couple of weeks about Caleb McGarry, if you're going to keep him because he's still considered, whether you like it or not, <laughs> the top four linemen right. who's going to be out there, you still got to go get some other guys. you got to help out that left guard position. I believe they're, they're satisfied with center for now, and then you're good to go. But, Carl, that's what makes it so interesting because if you go and take care of the tackle, then you could go for the best edge rusher. And that's the thing. Well, the big superstar edge rusher that everyone's going to get fired up and want to buy his jersey, be there. The guy you plug in, ten and a half sacks immediately. Going to find out. Any interest, you guys, moving that much? Could you? I, don't you think that Jalen Carter, all the things we've talked about? I think he's worth it, Mike. I think he is too. I do. Now, now, I said if you move that much, you're going to get a quarterback because it's, that's just what this league is. 
But I also think if you have a a difference maker, like everybody's talking about Jalen Carter and what he's going to be in the NFL, then I think he's wor- I think he's worth moving to go get like that because he changes the whole complexity of your defense. You guys can let us know what you think. Solomon Brothers Diamond text line 404-741-0929. Find us on Twitch or on YouTube as well. You can follow us there. See the show, watch it live, and find us on social media at Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put em Up. See Dukes in this radio show. It's Dukes and Bell 929. We're going to see. There's going to be a lot of chatter this week. Mike, in regards to that first overall pick, and you're going to hear rumors and this team offered already. We won't know for sure until we get closer to the draft, but I do believe Chicago is going to be taking the highest bidder. I do. And like I said, Chicago has been so screwed up for so many years. Bad coaching decisions. They bring in the former Big Ten uh, commissioner to kind of get some more brain power on this thing. But this is one where they can also reset their franchise. I, I, I don't, by the way, I do not believe the idea that they're shopping Justin Fields. I just have a hard time with that one. I mean, but there's some folks in this, but some college written in Chicago that say Bryce Young, who, by the way, will not throw at the combine, apparently. Okay. He's going to save that for his Alabama Pro Day. But some people still believe that you could make a deal and they could they could load up because they could still draft their quarterback, trade for, and, and trade fields, and still get back into the top ten. So, I mean, they got the, the world is the Bears' oyster, if you believe some of the strategies that they're throwing out. Yeah, I just – don't make this too hard. Well, we've gone skill position. Don't, don't make right. this too difficult. We've gone skill position, skill position with tight end and wide receiver. This year, we got to get. The, it's got to be the trenches. It's got to be the trenches or edge for us. <laughs> you say that, they'll draft a corner. <laughs> well, all right, real quick. Other than Vic Beasley, have we? Have you and I ever gotten what we wanted in the? Fir- I mean, in the in the first overall pick. You and I were, were doing the show at Stats. We thought we need edge rusher at 15. And we, we got Vic Beasley. Right. Yes, we did. Yeah, that, that was the one. That was the need. That was a glaring well, listen, need. Listen, the year they, they drafted, drafted Deion Jones. Right. Right. Uh, 16. It was it was a surprise. The year they draft Calvin. We go, wait a minute. What are we doing? We got, we got Julio Jones. All of those were somewhat surprises. Right. But they ultimately ended up working. But you're right. In that first round. Even last year, guys, I'm telling you, Drake London, Drake London. Everybody went, what? Yeah, the reaction was uh, a little funky. Hmm. All right, coming up, Jason Longshore's on the way in 30 minutes. We're going to come back. We're going to let you hear a little bit of what Coach Quinn, Quinn Snyder, had to tell us today here on Dukes and Bell. Lightning Rod Show. The strong-arm story of the day is brought to you by John Foyt Associates Personal Injury Law. New coach means new things. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Appreciate all the input today. Uh, Mike and I did address at, at, at in length, okay, um, about what happened this weekend, uh, the Trey tweet and all the things that transpired on the show a little bit earlier. Um, it's online, by the way, if you want to go check it out. But before we get into some of the things that Coach uh, Snyder said to us, Mike, um, a lot of people were, were anticipating the day like we were going to come in here and, you know, just bang on Trey. It's never been about that. It's never been about disliking him. It's never been about being against him, hating on him. Hell, I want all our stars to succeed, especially in this business of, of sports and the city that we live in. And, oh, we can never get over the home. I need all of our stars to succeed. And Trey is no different. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, this this exchange on social media got a lot of people uh, yeah. upset this week. And weekend. I get it. I mean, we all, as Carl just laid it out, we all want to see this team do better. Part of the frustration is we're not in the locked-in playoff position. We're in the play-in situation. I don't think anybody back in August thought this team was going to be just now one game over 500. We thought with DeJounte Murray and all the additions, this thing was going to roll. 
and it hasn't, and I think there's a lack of leadership on the team. And I pointed my finger at Trey last week because when they got fired, we never heard from Trey. DeJounte Murray, John Collins, uh, Clint Capella, some guys said some really interesting things, like this isn't college. We need some uh, maturity. We need more focus and leadership. That's, you know, again, now some guys will say, well, who are they talking about? Ah, I think they're talking about Trey. But, you know, folks didn't want to hear that. The good news is Trey has been on fire, and last night was what we were asking for earlier in the season, that Trey magic that was the thing that put him on the national spotlight and the stage when he beat the Knicks in the Garden, when he goes on and beats the Sixers. Even last year, when the team played lackluster, but he was able to turn it on and beat the Charlotte Hornets and go up to Cleveland and beat those guys. Unfortunately, we hit the wall against Miami. We all want to win. I just thought, you know, in a, in a situation like the Nate thing, you're going to hear from your leader. And it was whatever the circumstances were, it was radio silence for about 72 hours. And i got to be honest, I, didn't, I wasn't impressed because I don't think he even directly answered many of the questions about Nate and the whole situation. But that makes me running Trey out of town. So I guess this gets back to I say something, we say something. People get on social media, it gets back to Trey and his camp. So last night, he makes the winning shot. He says he has a message about you know how they pulled it off. And I said, okay, great. More like that, too. In other words, let's win some more games. And he comes back at me and he says, shut up, ho, I don't play for you. And I'm like, well, I... He called you a ho. Yeah, ho, H-O-E. Mm. And at first I was oh, like... Urban Dictionary. Now, again, Carl, Urban Dictionary, that is a ho, it would normally be H-O, like ho cakes that, in that, the yes. Hollywood Shuffle. That, 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 that is correct, yes. That is, <laughs> so, that is right. So I've never been called a, a, a gardening implement before, so that was a new one for me. So I was like, okay. I hit him back and I said, well, I do buy ten my 10-game pack. Yeah. And I said, I, I mean, my little way, I do, you know, I, you play for me a little bit. I'm a fan. Because, again, guys, we're not just guys on the radio. We buy tickets to these things. I think that's one thing that separates us from other folks. But, you know, he comes at me with that, and then guys all hopped on. Yeah, Trey got you. Okay. I mean, if you guys don't understand leadership and you want to get into name calling, that's it. All I want is Trey and this team to do better, and hopefully they will. But uh, my, I, I don't apologize for anything. I stand by what I said last week. I think they're Mike, needed, to, to, be, apologize just needed to be traded needed to no. be out there. And, again, if you don't understand the leadership concept, there's no point in trying to discuss it with me on social media because we're coming from two different parts of the world, and I don't speak Portuguese. So forget it. But I'm not bashing on Trey, guys. Yes, I was criticizing him. That's not running him out of town. And I'll say it again. Any other city where you've got multiple newspapers and multiple media, you'd have had guys really going. You think I'm going in? be a Swedish massage compared to what uh, you know, what he'd hear in a place like Boston. We're, ever, we're all frustrated, uh, as I stated earlier. Um, a lot of this frustration has gone into blame game. And then the blame game turns into either you're with us or you're not. So you're either with right. us blaming Nate or you're not. You're either with us blaming somebody else not making shots or you're not. Um, Trey's not the issue. And they're all in this together. I guarantee you Quinn Snyder took over this team and was like, look, I don't know what happened. I don't care. But we're all in this together. Like everybody in this room right now, we're all going to win or, or lose together. And we're frustrated because we're a game under five or a game over 500 now after the last couple of wins. But it was under 500. We haven't played well. We haven't played up to our capability. All of that is overflowing into these conversations where people are like, well, well, I don't think that this person is the issue. All I know is, Mike, sports is maturity, performance. It is leadership, winning. It's how you lose. It's what you do off the court. All the things I talked about earlier is what you do in the community. All that adds up for every star in this league. Trey's no different. And so at the end of the day, all I care about, Trey, or anybody else, is winning. Win. That should be your focus. It should not be what people are criticizing you and you feeling about things in your bag. Win. Winning cures all. And at the end of the day, we're all cheering you on to do what you did last night. We hope we have more games like that. We hope we, we make a deep run. 
That's what this is about. But people want to make it about something else. And it's nothing more than holding people accountable. The stars in this city on this show will be held accountable. Right. And again, if you uh, if Trey had enough passion to talk to the media about being frustrated about a loss when you get blown out by 25 points, as he does coming with me and, and throwing vitriol at me after just saying, hey, that's great. that was a great effort. Let's see more of that. What, I, I don't what know what to you? say. It was, uh, shut up, ho. I don't play for you. <laughs> And by the way, if there are going to be T-shirts, I get a piece. I you should. Be, I you should get a piece of the action. No, you should. Matter of fact, I should be selling myself. I, I agree. You know, matter of fact, I will get that. Matter of fact, we can work, <laughs> look into that. And we'll put Duke's script. Get on that. Let's call somebody who has some silk screen. And we'll do a Duke's and Bell on the back. But we just want to win. But it's no different. I say when I crap on Matt Ryan and say we should uh, get rid of him in, uh, in 2015, I guess nobody heard that, or that the, or, or you didn't like Matt Ryan either, <laughs> or when we said that Georgia under Mark Richt is underperforming. Remember, guys, thought we were mean spirited about Richt, but if it's your guy that you relate to, I get it. We have a connection with athletes. I understand. It. I did as a child, but I still think there needs to be accountability in the in the organization. All right, it's Lightning Rod Show. It, thank you, Steak. Uh, it's Dukes and Bell. Can we hear Coach talk about? And this is Coach uh, Quinn Schneider, by the way, um, talking about um, those the two stars. He he asked. We was at, he was asked about Trey and DJ. And this is what he said about having those guys and coaching them and certainly trying to build relationships with them because that is what it's about. Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's really an exciting, you know, part of the job for me. And you mentioned, you know, Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley, and I, I think, you know, both Trey and DeJounte are capable of playing without the ball as well. And to try to put them in situations um, – you know, where they can, they can share and do that and make each other better. Um, and again, you know, I, I'm very cognizant of the fact that I think we need to be careful trying to reinvent the wheel. You know, the last two games, the way we've played, you know, Joe's done a terrific job. Players, you know, sharing the ball, coming together. Um, there's, there's some things hopefully that you see that, that you have success in that you, you try to continue to do and then, you know, do, do it more and do it better and um, those guys you know that that kind of chemistry comes you know over time and uh, again it's another thought that I had about you know being able to really feel that and get a chance to you know watch film with guys and emphasize certain certain things teach them coach them and uh, you know those two guys certainly are you know really good players they're great players are they receptive to whatever Quinn Snyder is going to offer them from a coaching standpoint, Mike? And take it in. Sometimes I don't care. Sometimes yes, you do. Sometimes no, these you, players stop that. They're going to think I pressed that button. Stop it. He cares. Sometimes these players, Mike, whatever point point they are in their careers, are not receptive to the message that's trying to be given to them. I don't know if they are, but but what Quinn Snyder is saying, he's absolutely right about. Mm. Everything he's saying about DJ and specifically Trey. Because, guys, those are the two guys that are going to lead the way. Right. And, again, we said, how does, how does he get more out of John Collins? I thought that uh, in, the, in the small sample size, the two games where Prunty was the interim head coach, it seemed like John Collins got into more flow, right? More, he did. You can, look, you can decide. I would rather roll pick and roll and screen and roll with him than Capella. But, you know, if Capella just didn't do that put back, miss, put back, <laughs> miss. I mean, we love Clint. But this is a team that is still one of the youngest teams and the top third as far as the youngest teams in the NBA development for guys like A.J. Griffin, and a new fresh voice, a guy who coached in the college ranks, a guy who's a good teacher, has a, you mentioned a great defense he runs. Hear the full conversation at 620, but I got to imagine after the thing with Nate and you and I playing those Nate sound bites, that, that was stale. So now you, you, this, this could you mean, be. You mean Quinn's not going to say we started out slow, 
that we didn't have any flow. Flat. That we were flat. You mean he's Flo. not he's not gonna say any of those things? No, no we can't kick Nate while he's down. But yes, this <laughs> Nate's and, on an island somewhere. Yeah, Stop. And by the way, this, this, I just wish we had done this Quinn uh, the Quinn Snyder thing back in, you know, when I when I was arguing with Coonan about it back in December. But now you still have a chance to make it work, and we've given you the scenarios. Some of the teams are malfunctioning right now. The heat. You know, we talked about maybe the Nets come back to earth a little bit because they, they don't really have the same talent, obviously. So, man, you get in the sixth seed with 20 games left. That's why I said to build a statue for you, man. That'd be a hell of a turnaround. It's it's going to be interesting. Um, one other thing, and you'll hear this in the interview, we asked him about when he coached Donovan Mitchell. And Mitchell and Coach Quinn, you know, Quinn Snyder, had a great relationship. Flat. <laughs> and... The two guys, we're talking about Donovan Mitchell and Trey Young, when they played the Cavs the other night, had a chance to, to catch up for a minute. And apparently he told Trey, you're getting a good one. Like, the, the, he did a lot for my career. That's what you want to hear, Mike, as another star from one of your peers in the league. What you don't want to hear is, oh, man, you don't want that dude. You don't want to hear that. So if that's coming from Donovan Mitchell, who's now with the Cavaliers, and he respects what, what Coach Snyder did for him, I think that means the world probably to Trey saying, okay, I just got to buy into whatever you know he's going to be preaching, and and we might be able to do something special. As I said earlier, I don't I don't have any expectation for this season. It 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 went out the window when this whole Travis Slink thing came down. Right. But that doesn't mean they can't salvage something and make a run, Mike, and all and maybe turn this into something special. And I will say this: you know we've been giving this uh, organization a lot of heat. When that athletic article came out talking about the level of dysfunction and yep. wrestler son Nick and how much involvement, I got to be honest, this is a bit of a coup to bring in a guy like Quinn Snyder like this. This is, I love it. I mean, they're not giving up on this season, nor should they, with the talent we've got. I like this move, and you also beat everybody else who wanted to get in the market, and there was going to be a big market for Quinn Snyder in the offseason. All right, coming up, it was absolutely pandemonium. We're going to talk with Jason Longshore next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm speechless. 
Tiago Almada wins the game for Atlanta United on a right upper 90 free kick at the death. It was exciting. Woo! It was exciting. Two goals, one in the 93rd minute, one in the 99th. That's Mike Conti on the call. Dealing with allergies like a lot of us right now. Uh, let's bring in Jason Longshore, the analyst for Atlanta United. Um, Jason, that moment, Oof. and we've had a lot of them, okay? But to start the season with us not really knowing a whole lot about what this club's going to look like and where we might go, I got to tell you, man, it gave me chills. Two of the best goals I've ever seen live in my life. Um, when you combine the quality of them, the moment, you know, what it meant, where it happens in the match, you know, part of the season, all that stuff, like two of the best goals I have ever seen live. Um, just an amazing moment. I mean, I don't fell out of my chair on the first one. I hmm. uh, did not see, I, I saw that building up on the corner. I saw that they weren't looking at Almada. Okay, he's going to have a shot from distance. All right, let's see if, if this can develop the way I think it might. And then that shot is as good as you'll find anywhere in the world. And then the free kick where you know who's going to take it. You know what he's going for. And a, a really underrated element of it that I do think had a little bit of an effect, if you go back and watch the free kick, as San Jose setting up, Brooks Lennon makes a run down the right side. There's no one over there. And at first, he's wide open. They could play him in. He would be into the 18 running a goal. Now, San Jose spotted it, and a defender was going to, it looked like, either probably lay behind the wall or maybe come over on that side. He has to run over, deal with Brooks. Players are rearranging. It's just that little bit of, of something to throw you off. And Almada hits a, a world-class free kick to win it. Unbelievable. I'm watching the replay as you're describing it, Jason. And uh, for guys who don't follow soccer, the phrase would be bend it like Beckham. One of those moments that we see so often in soccer, but you don't get that. You just don't get that service. And that was unbelievable. So what happened in the first 90 minutes? Because <laughs> it looked like uh, it was going to be a one-way show. Yeah, I mean, look, this is something that is not new in the sense that if you concede a goal early, against a team who I was a little surprised they were this willing to do it, but against a team that is willing to, as the minutes tick away, sit deeper and deeper and clog up space. Well, this is what happens. You know, I, I think this is whether, I mean, how many times did we see Barcelona go through this? Right. How many times, you know, Mike, have you seen Chelsea go through this? Where if you concede early, it gets very difficult. And, and that's why, you know, giving up the goal when it happened the way it does it makes the game difficult. I think if if we were having this conversation about a team that you fall behind and then there's no fight, you don't have any shots, you're not getting into the attacking third, everything looks discombobulated, we're having a different conversation about what happened Saturday night. But that's not what happened. The team pushed forward and pushed forward and pushed forward. Now, there was a time frame in the second half, and I'd like to, I'm going to go back and look at this and I'll try to mention it a little more detail on Atlanta soccer tonight, this evening. But there was a time frame in the second half where I did think that they started pressing a bit, forcing shots from longer range. I thought they rushed a couple. I thought they didn't wait for the play to develop because you've been banging on the door for so long. But they found a way to get it. 
done in a difficult situation. Any team falls behind when they did, very difficult to rescue a result, let alone three points. So what's this going to look like when Yorgos is available? What's this going to look like from an attacking standpoint? And it's not just Yorgos either. It's Derek Etienne. And I thought Caleb Wiley was really good in the first half. Wiley and Etienne are, are very different kinds of players. And I think both will have an effect on that left side. Like this week especially might be a little bit of a 50-50 between the two of them. What you're going to see with Yakimakis in this team as opposed to Conway and Miguel Berry who came on for him in the second half, you're going to see, one, they're going to feed that player more. Yakimakis is going to get more touches inside the 18. If I'm not mistaken, there were only two touches from the forward inside the 18-yard box in the match. And look, some of that's down to the movement from Conway and Barry. Some of that's down to if it's Yakimakis there, maybe you force the ball into that position. Maybe you take a lower percentage pass to try to get the ball into that guy. I think Yakimakis' presence is going to open up more space for others and also get more touches inside that 18-yard box. I know it's been a strange uh, couple of seasons, and then last year, you know, it just didn't certainly meet goals. And then, you know, to lose, you know, Darren Eels moves on to Europe, and we got the new guy, Garth Lagerway, who obviously seems like he's got a, a vision, and everywhere he's been, there's been success. I love Brad Guzan's response after the match. Take a listen real quick, because, oh, doesn't have it yet. But uh, he was going to basically, basically in a nutshell, was saying how frustrated last year has no bearing in his mind on what this season's going to be about. No, it doesn't. And it felt like there was an extreme rush, whether it was on the Bird app or on the blogs or wherever you want to go. It felt like there was a rush, even after the result, to talk about last year. This is 2023. This is a very different group. And I think the biggest thing that's different, there's two sides. There's new faces and there's new energy. I mean, when you get Yakimakis into this group, Etienne brings a very different kind of energy with this group. Uh, Luis Abram, I think, brings a very different kind of energy with this group. I, I loved what he did when he came on into the match late. But getting Brad Kazan and Miles Robinson back in that locker room brings a different energy to this group, too. And I think it's, it's easy to focus on the new guys, but getting Brad's energy back into that locker room and into that group and – one really key element that you know we talked about on the broadcast but could easily fly under the radar is leadership from your captain, Brad Kazan. After Luis Adarojo missed the penalty, and you know he's going to beat himself up more than anybody else is about that, at halftime, Brad sprinted out of his goal to midfield where Adarojo was and made sure to have a conversation with him, You know, try to pick his head up, try to lift him up for that second half. That's what a captain does. And at times last year with the armband bouncing around and you know not having Brad's presence, you didn't get those sorts of moments and, and maybe things lingered a bit. That didn't happen in, in the second half. Luis Adarujo didn't get a goal, but did his work rate ever dip? Did he ever look like he wasn't giving everything he had? No, didn't happen. I think Brad Gazan's leadership was a big part of that. Leadership? It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Let me ask you about defensively, what did you think, how we looked? Certainly it was different later versus early on, but what did you think defensively uh, about Atlanta United in this first match? Well, it's kind of the same thing that I was talking about at the beginning. Game state like has a big impact on things, so you concede an early goal and 
and San Jose didn't attack in as maybe expansive of a way um, as the game went on. So you weren't tested in the same way as the game went on. Uh, Brad Kazan made a couple of, of really good saves. I thought the the last big save he made was uh, a, a huge one because he's a full stretch going across and pushes it over the bar and wide. Um, the goal, I, I don't like how it happened on, on multiple aspects. Uh, I thought Rodriguez, the, the center back for San Jose, was able to carry the ball forward a little too easily. He hits the big switch to Christian Espinoza, and, and look, you're 1v1 defending there, Andrew Gutman against Espinoza. I thought Gutman had a really good night defensively. This was one time that he didn't win that 1v1 duel. But when you look behind him, Porata is in a spot where he's not doubling down with Gutman to create a 2v1 defensively, mm. but he's, he's also not deep enough to deal with the near post. He's kind of stuck in between. And a run from Cade Cowell to the near post pulls Miles Robinson. He has to go because, look, that's, a, that's the higher percentage play if you're at Spinoza. Play the short cross as opposed to the longer cross. So Robinson follows Cowell. That leaves Lennon to try to pick up the forward, Jeremy Abobasi, who had dropped into the midfield, made a late run. That's not a matchup you want in the air. And Abobasi heads at home after a good cross. They got pulled apart a little bit there. And that's something you want to see fixed. As the night went on, they didn't have as much to do, and I thought they defended well and started attacks well and did all the things that you want from Lennon and Gutman getting forward. But you can't give up that goal in that moment, at least that easily, with the, the runners being free in that moment. Good news is we have uh, Thiago Almada. What a year he's had, man. World Cup with Argentina, world champions, and now obviously a way, way to kick off the season. You guys will have the call against Toronto coming to Mercedes-Benz on Saturday, right, Jason? Yes, we will. 7 o'clock, Five Stripes Countdown. Kickoff is 7.39. And Toronto, you know, they had the opposite effect this weekend. They had a 2-1 lead going into the 90th minute, and they lost 3-2. And they might not have Lorenzo Insigne. He left with what looked like a muscle injury uh, in the first half. I don't know if he'll be back for this week. Uh, Federico Bernardeschi is, is one of the top players in the league. Adama Diamande up top, very, very good. Uh, that midfield with Bradley and Kay and Osorio, it, it's its a better team than the result last week, but if they're missing Insigne, then they're a very different team. Great stuff. Jason Longshore, we appreciate it. Hell of a way to start the season for Atlanta United. Let's keep building. Hopefully they can on Saturday. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it, guys. Cool. Um, Jason said two of the best goals he's seen in person. I, I, I can't dispute that. I mean, again, we've had some great moments. Just speaking specifically about Atlanta United, if you start comparing goals to the greatest goals of all time, that's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. But from Atlanta United's standpoint, Mike, it's right up there. Hey, it was bananas to see it again. I, people coming at me, why aren't you at this game? Well, again, I think the hockey schedule came out before the soccer schedule. But it was an electric atmosphere. Crowd went nuts. And if you stayed, you got the greatest payoff ever. And it's made all the highlights. going to be the goals. I mean, goal of the year right now. Coming up, we're getting to the top stories of the day. Also, our conversation with Quinn Snyder, the new head basketball coach for our Atlanta Hawks. You'll hear it coming up at 620 on Dukes and Bell. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.